Welcome to episode number 115 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media and presented to you by our good friends over at SeatGeek. And boy, it's been a while since we said hello to one of our favorites around here from the Miami Marlins, their stud shortstop. Sleeves are optional today for Miguel Rojas. Optional because uh, we're supporting the Miami Heat, baby, 1-0 in the Eastern fi- Conference Finals. Yep, yep. Go. Yep. So at the time we're taping, this is the day after they had that huge third quarter run on the Boston Celtics where Jimmy Butler just played his gourd off. That dude is unbelievable. So you are you're not one of those fake Miami fans. You are a you told us this. You're kind of well, yeah, you also love the Lakers because I know you're a big LeBron guy. So Heat, Lakers, what where do we sit with? Yeah, this? I know. I mean, my love for the Lakers, uh, it goes back to Kobe and Chad uh team, you know. Uh mm-hmm. that's that's what I, I, I used to love the Lakers. Now it's not anymore, you know, they so far away. I'm not I'm not keeping up with basketball anymore that, that much. But uh, I mean I feel like a close relationship with uh with the Heat now because I've been playing in Miami for such a long time, whatever they've been doing for for the last five or six years, you, you you see the team, you don't see big names, but you see a team that play with culture. And mm-hmm. that's something that it kind of, you know, like got my attention. Yudanis uh, Haslam is there, you know, leading the charge, even when he's not playing every every single day, a lot of minutes. Uh, you're seeing a start like on, on Tyler Hero, which is uh, the, the best six men in the league. Um, and and then you, you you got Butler and you got all the guys that uh, that complement a club. I feel like I mean that's that's why I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Heat fan now. Yeah, they're good. They're really good. Like I watch them and they're not super sexy. Like they've only been sexy twice in the franchise's history. Right when Dwayne Wade and Shaq were together, even when it was just Dwayne Wade, it's still as great a player as he was. Right. It just didn't have that feel. And then when LeBron came there obviously with Wade and Bosch. Those were the only two times where like nationally people paid attention to him. But man, if they make this finals for the second time in three years, you got to look at that squad and Eric Spolster and what he's done. And you're like, impressive. No, the, the team have something really good going on. Uh, you, you can feel it and you can see it on the games and, and the, the things that they, they post on social media together, uh, uh, the workouts. I've been following Butler because I feel like it's a, He's an interesting player, you know, mm-hmm. because he's, he's, he's a guy who actually is not going to be flashy, but get the jobs done, man. And he likes the he likes the attention. He likes the pressure and he wants to just, you know, like be the guy and like 41 last night. I mean, that's that's huge. Well, you know what? He's not for everybody. And it kind of gets to an interesting discussion because, you know, listen, he played great in Chicago and it felt like he wore out his welcome got traded to Minnesota, and that team was way too young for for Jimmy Butler. Like, he looked around and was like, these guys have no idea what they're doing. And he basically said it. And then he got to Philly, and I thought, you know, if he could have stayed with Joel Embiid, I thought that would have been a perfect marriage. In fact, when they upended them in the Eastern Conference semis, Jimmy Butler's like, they picked Tobias Harris over me. And then even in Miami, you know, we saw earlier this year, he had a little issue with Spolster on the bench. So he's not for everybody. But, you know, I'm sure you've played with guys who are great players, speak their mind, and sometimes as a teammate, you just got to deal with them, right? Definitely. And I, I, I feel that's part of uh, having a team, you know? Not everybody's going to be on the same page. You're going to have a lot of different characters. In basketball, it's a little bit, I guess, it's a little bit easier because there, there are less bodies there, you uh-huh. know, on the bench. And, I mean, people have more, depth, like, roles, you know? 
because you got the starting five and you know if you're a six man you're going to be a six man you're never going to stop working to be part of the starting five yeah you know like that's that's going to be like the little controversial part but uh, at the end of the day I'm, I'm i mean i'm playing on a sport where i'm i'm dealing with maybe 25 other guys on the daily basis plus all the changes that we got during the season when when you have injuries and you got people getting called off from the from the minor leagues and then you you pick someone off from the cops or something like that and then all of a sudden you have another character in the in the building you know and you just have to embrace a lot of different uh, personalities and and people like him probably is going they they're just going to step up and and speak their minds that's why uh that's why sports are are so fantastic and i feel like a lot of people don't even know what's what happening after, like before uh, the game starts or after the game's end you know that's when the real uh, team chemistry is built on is there a guy that you played with who was we were like oh dude it's a, it's a little much i mean it, it's okay to be that way cuz it always seems like there's guys out there yeah definitely i i i play with uh with with a guys like Yasiel Puig you know that he I mean, he never, he never was shy of telling what, what he was thinking. And, and that's something that, I mean, he was, he was doing good and he was, uh, he was the, the starting LA and I mean, he, he speak his mind, you know, and, and I played with him since he was in double A and he was the same kind of guy. That's why I don't like when I got to the big leagues and I got to play with him, I wasn't surprised because he was the same, the same guy in double A, you know, he speaks his mind he tell what he needs to tell to the people and he plays the game hard. And, you know, like he was a different character, different personality, but you can really, you can really be mad because he have that personality. That's him. And, and you have to embrace it. Uh, I mean, other than, other than that, I, I've been having teammates that I, I don't have the best relationship with, but at the end of the day, you don't have to like question them or judge them. Because uh, they're like that because of a reason. And that's why you have to just embrace every kind of personality and trying to make them better. You know, like there's, there's personalities out there that, that they're, they're, they're just like that because uh, they want to be something. But how about if you sit down with them, talk to them and ask them, hey, what are you thinking here? What are you thinking here? So when they tell you something, they probably not have any bad intentions, you know? They probably think that that's the right way to do it. That's why a veteran player is important in, in, in the clubhouse. So you can talk to them and actually express your opinion. If they want to take it, great. If they don't want to take it, whatever. They're going to keep doing whatever they're doing because it's their life, right? Yeah, well, with Puig, I mean, right, he's been a firecracker, one of the great characters we've had in the last several decades. Right. You know, and part of that is because of where he came from, right? I mean, he had to, he had to f- fight for his life to get out from Cuba. Right. And so he comes over here. And so we as Americans expect guys to just fit right in and accept our culture and our traditions and the way we do play baseball, all that sort of stuff. And I was around the Dodgers and there were guys who were like, I don't get him. I just don't get him. And you heard the stories. You read the stories about how Granky wanted to get off the bus or something. Were you there that day? I was there. I was there. Isn't that what happened? Granky asked to have his luggage taken off the bus or something. (laughs) Uh, Not not. No, not not entirely, but uh, I I would like to keep that uh keep that keep that story because it wasn't it wasn't pretty, you know. It wasn't that uh, you know like it wasn't just a prank, like you know a rookie prank or something like that. It was just a uh, it was a situation that we had on the bus. But uh, I mean, whatever is out there, I I want to leave it at that because uh uh I mean that's that's what I, that's what I'm talking about. That that 
personalities are way different, you know? Mm -hmm. You got Sangrinky on one side and you got a Puig on another side. So, I mean, it's the two different dudes, you know? And you have another 10 veterans in this club that have 10 years in the big leagues already. They, 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 they grew up in the game, like watching something and, and following some instructions and rules and stuff. When you have a guy coming from a different culture and, and just enjoying the moment, living life, playing baseball at, at the highest point of, of the joy that you can play. Sometimes that irritates people, you know, mm-hmm. backflips, the, like the stairs down, the, the, the pimping the fly ball when you're catching. And, and, you know, like sometimes that's not what like veterans grew up like watching and, and how they play in the game. But game is involved. It's evolving, you know. And I mean, you're gonna see people doing different stuff every every year. You just have to embrace it and actually like not trying to change it. Just be okay with it. You know. I'm with you. I I do think we have made strides, Miggy. Like I'm a big guy that, you know. There's a lot of people my age who are like, well, I don't quite get why that guy wants to celebrate that. I love it. I love it. I love anything that that brings attention to the sport in a positive way. I mean, it's not, not guys turn around and pointing at the catcher's face and be like, ah, gotcha. Like, that's not what it is. It's just fun. Like I loved, I don't know if you saw Albert Pujols pitch the other day. Yeah, I saw it. I love that. In fact, we talked to Logan Webb of the giants about it. And he was like, right. everybody in the dugout enjoyed it. Like we didn't enjoy getting our asses kicked. Yeah. But we could laugh at the moment and see that one of the greatest players ever is actually out there smiling because the one thing he's called the machine, right? Yeah. He's been emotionless at times yeah. throughout his career. And to see him at 42 or whatever he is to go out there and enjoy this moment, I thought was so special. It, it, was he throwing to Jaddy? Jaddy wasn't behind the play, right? I Ooh. don't know. It, yeah. I, I'm question. trying to see. I'm trying to see if Jaddy was behind the play. But that's that that would have been amazing, you know, like the, the relationship that they have over there. Between the the big three, uh, Wino, Albert, and Yari, it, it's a, it's amazing. It, it's something that I want to do too. You know, I I want to go out there and pitch one day. You know, like I know I, he he pitched in the right in the right part of the situation where he, they were winning by a lot of runs. But right. I'm just waiting for a blowout game. You know, that, those are gonna happen in the, in years like this. Um, to actually have the opportunity to get on the mound and 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 actually throw a couple of pitches, right, I would well. like to do it. Have you told do Donnie that? I like sixty times already. You know, he, he haven't he haven't been able to let me. Is it because you're the starting shortstop and exactly. he doesn't want? Exactly. I, I think I think that's why because I'm the starting shortstop, and it's not because I'm gonna blow my arm. It's you know, like you're so close to the hitter there. You know. Yeah, I get you it. Can throw a pitch, you can get hit by a comebacker, and there you go. The the team just lose the shortstop and. And like now, what you know, like what 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 is a situation like where you're losing your st- your shortstop for like a week or something like that because uh, you put him out in pitch. Uh, that's okay. a smart. But I I've been on on Mel Stoudemire and and Donny every single time that we're losing by eight. I mean, haven't been much this year uh, because our, our our club is actually playing pretty good baseball. But um, but yeah, I want to pitch, man. Okay, well, so just give us a little foreshadowing. What if you get out there, are we throwing? Are you gonna lob it in there like pool holes, or are you gonna try and fire it a little bit? Man, well, you know, you know me a, a little bit more now than than when we started talking, and you know I'm a competitor. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna be loving it out there, you know. 
I'm actually like before before the game every single time uh, when when the catcher throw to second base, he gave me the ball. I always I always throw a different pitch to the third baseman. You know, when when we like throw, uh-huh. uh, throwing the ball around, I always throw like a little sinker. I always throw like a slider, a curveball, or a changeup or something like that. I feel like if I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna just I'm not gonna pitch inside. That's that's the only thing that I'm not gonna do. But I, I'm probably gonna throw some fastballs away, curveballs, and probably a changeup. I'm gonna gonna bring it. I'm not gonna lower it in there. Forget this two pitch mix. No, no, no. I have to I have to have an extra weapon. Uh, I was so happy to uh, to see your game last night. A three hit game, um, home run, another extra base hit. I know that the season has not gone the way that you have wanted. What is it like when you're struggling and then you have one of these huge nights? Do you just feel differently? Yeah, it's it's definitely nice. Uh, it's it's not just for me, but for the whole team. I feel like day before this uh, team went out there, I I, I didn't play. On Monday night, mm-hmm. uh, I was I was getting a rest day, and the team put up 16 hits, eight runs. We won eight to two or something like that. Then I watching that from the bench, you know. Then I say, you know, Tuesday night, I know I'm gonna be in there. You know, it was just an off day. I'm gonna be in there Tuesday night. Last thing I wanna do is uh, not contribute w- for the team, you know, to win. And actually, that that off day on Monday helped me understand that. This is a team effort, you know. It's, I don't have to put so much pressure on myself of I have to do it every single night. If not, we, we're not going to have a chance, you know. We have a different group, a different group. And I feel like that's that's been part of my struggles this year. I feel like uh, I wanted to do it every single night without without the help from, from the rest of my teammates. You know, that's that's been my mentality. And that's why the struggles are kind of, been there for the, the start of this year because uh, it's, it's more mentally than anything else because I'm 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 connecting the ball I'm hit, I'm hitting it I'm I'm just not lucky enough to get you know like these bloopers here and there so my average can stay up a little bit more but my numbers are, are actually kind of the same of 2020 and 2021 on on average of like impacting the ball like hard velocity and and stuff like that is kind of kind of the same I'm just having been like lucky. And that's something that when, when you have a, a, a night like I did last night, you feel so like so much better because you feel part of the club and you, and you feel like you're helping the team win. Even when you didn't play the last, the last night, they, they got 16 hits. You didn't get one of them, but the next day you did something to contribute and for, for the team to win. It, it feels amazing, man. So remember last year, I told you that when I watch you in the eight box, cause I'm keeping my eye on as uh-huh. many games as possible that when you would come up, I wasn't allowed to watch. Remember I told right, you that right. you told me that. So last night I'm watching in the eight box and I go to the bathroom and I come back and I see the eight box is focused on you on the bench. And I see it's one, nothing. And I, sure enough, I missed your home run. <laughs> so well, there you you're go. Not allowed, you're not allowed to watch my bats anymore. It's why I don't come around. Go yeah. away. It, it's why I don't come watch the Marlins play. When you've been on the West Coast, <laughs> you know, you've been out in San Diego, you've been in Anaheim. I'm not I'm not coming to watch you. No, I'm, I'll come have, shake your hand. I'll give you a big to, hug. But that's it. You got you guys going to have to um, come out when when I'm in L.A. I think we're coming in, uh, in August. It's yeah. going to be a full series. So, oh, yeah, guys, no, it'll might. be important. Well, today's episode of the Rose Rotation is presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. So here's what I need you to do. Go to your phone, download it like I did right here. 
because we are already six weeks into the baseball season. We're right in the middle of the conference finals in the NBA. We're in the second round of the NHL playoffs. The NFL schedule just came out recently, so you can buy all your tickets for those games starting in September. And SeatGeek actually does your homework for you. This is the thing I love about the app. It shows you the green dot if they think that it's a really good value seat, okay? So you're getting your money's worth. You got a good view. You feel great about it. But then it also says, hey, if there's a red dot attached to the seat, maybe it's a little overpriced. Maybe it's not in the best viewing area. Maybe it's next to Chris Rose. Whatever it is, they do their homework for you. In addition to everything else, I want you to save money. So I need you to go download the SeatGeek app on your phone right now. Use the code word ROSE. You're going to get 20% off of your first order at SeatGeek. So once again, if you want to go check out your favorite baseball players, maybe you've heard them on the ROSE rotation or heard us talking about them on Baseball Today, NBA, NHL playoffs, NFL schedule is out. You know all about the college schedule as well. Let SeatGeek do your homework for you, and I promise you, you will have the best time ever. Download SeatGeek, use the code word ROSE, get 20% off that first purchase. Let's go. So it's been a while since we've talked. Uh, Pablo Lopez has been fantastic. He's been one of the best pitchers in baseball. And I have to wonder if part of the reason is because he got married on an off day earlier this year. Did you even know that was happening? That was that was uh, that was a strange kind of because uh, he got he got I mean you know in in with these schedules when when you have an off day all you're doing is kind of sleeping half of the day the other half of the day you're spending time with the family with the kids and whatever you're doing you know and then when I when I wake up like around noon maybe I'm watching my phone and I'm seeing pictures of Pablo getting married you know I mean I I didn't. I don't think anybody from our team was there, you know, like he, he, he probably was like got away, you know, and, and got married somewhere here around South Florida. And that was it. You know, that's, that's the beauty of, uh, of getting married of the middle, in the middle of the season in an off day. I feel like I'm not going to credit um, his success to that, to that, to that day that he got married. But uh, I mean, it's been fun to watch, man. He's been he's been a, a stopper for us, you know. I remember oh, yeah. we, we lost like six in a row. Then we got Pablo in San Diego against against the Padres, you know. Uh, great offense. Uh, it's, it's difficult to to win games over there in the West Coast, um, especially against a team like that in a, in that ballpark, you know. They they drawing a lot of good fans. It was a like weekend, I think. And Pablo came up and threw eight innings, shot out eight innings. And gave us the opportunity to win that game. I was a, I was amazing, he, and it's been, it's been lights out the whole year. Dude, could you imagine? So yeah, hey, what'd you do on your off day? Yeah, I went to the beach. What'd you do? I, I just played video games, just hung out. What'd you do? Oh, I got married. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think between pictures, I think that was a conversation the next day. To be honest with you, because I, I don't know, like that's something that I wouldn't do. Yeah, if I, I would if hope I'm getting not. married, I'm getting drunk and I'm, I'm throwing a party. You know, <laughs> big party. I'm da- I'm dancing the whole night and can- I can't get up the next day. That where'd was you, that was how my wedding went. Where Where'd you guys get married? In Venezuela. Yeah. Big, Long was time it, ago. Was it a big party? Big party. Big party. I mean, I didn't. I wasn't even in the big leagues. I I was I was broke. Um, it was my my wife's family that put out put out a great you know great great setup for us. You know to enjoy that day. I mean, I, I, I got drunk, 
I I dance until like my my I couldn't I couldn't feel, like feel my feet and I went home and I threw up the rest of the night and no you didn't had a, yeah had Thank a you. terrible had a terrible morning the next day I have to get an IV by my mother-in-law that wasn't that wasn't the right way to start a a, a marriage Biggie I did all that yeah. Oh my gosh. No, no, no. I think I had one drink at my wedding. I was so just one. I think so. Because, you know, I mean, I'm not a huge drinker. I like to go out and have fun, but <clears throat> I wasn't one of those guys. And I was the first one of my friends to get married. Okay. I was 20. Uh, I was 26 when I got married. And, uh, but I, rem I mean, the, the night went by so fast and mm -hmm. I remember being exhausted. I usually just don't get really tired. I was, ex I could barely move. So I can't imagine being drunk yeah. and yeah. praying to the porcelain God. Miggy, that doesn't sound like you. I'm, yeah, man. I'm kind uh, of impressed. That was, a, that was a hell of a night. I, I have a lot of friends over, my whole family. My family from, from my dad's side, they're so like, so it's a happy family. Like they like to dance, they like to do um, choreographies and, and do all the, all the stuff. And I was, ha I was having, uh, such a good time. And instead of drinking water, when I was sweating, I was drinking like whatever, whatever I was drinking. I, I think uh, um, I have a, the, 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 the funny part is I have a bartender like mm -hmm. right next to me. And instead of him giving me water, he gave me a, a new glass of champagne on a new glass of whiskey. <laughs> We're not hiring that guy anytime soon. So, uh -uh. so yeah, at, at the end of the party, I was like giving away the, the, the bottles, the, that they were there, you know, like uh, I was like giving people like bottles of whiskey to take home and stuff like that. Uh, I was, oh my gosh. Um, that, was, that was a great time. I, I, I want to ask you something. Um, you guys signed Jorge Soler in the offseason and he's been on a pretty good tear lately and he hits these majestic home runs. So you have your choice to watch one guy hit homers that you've played with. Wow. Jorge Soler, Giancarlo Stanton. Wow. It's a tough question, man. You put me in, the, in a really tough part right here because, yeah. uh, I mean, what G did when I played with him, I mean, I'm seeing glances of, like, right now I'm seeing glances Soler. When Soler hit those balls at 160 miles per hour, kind of feels the same, you know, because uh, he reached a, a, a part of the stadium here in Miami where it's really hard to hit it there, you yeah. know? Like, you're not going to see, when you see the Bob Weiser sign over there, you're not going to see many balls reaching that, you know? There's people out there that can be safe because, like, not, not that many people hit it out there. So, what Giancarlo did for a full season when he won the MVP, that was pretty fun to watch. Because he was, like, he was on a tear where he almost hit a homer every single day. And the homers weren't cheapy or, or really high fly balls that leave the yard just just barely was, they were like line drive, like leaving the ballpark on that area every single night. And Soler been hitting. I mean, I think he got six or seven. He got three out there already, you know? So let's say he hit 30 or 25 or 40. I don't know how many of them are going to land over there. So it's, it's a hard question because I played with Soler for a month and a half now. And I played with D for like six years, five years or something like that. I feel like that's a that's a big difference, but uh, they they're both similar. It's it's pretty it's pretty, pretty amazing and pretty uh, pretty 
really nice to see and fun to watch. Is uh, is Soler built like Giancarlo? No, not not as much. Giancarlo was leaner, and it's, I, I think Giancarlo is leaner. I, I work out with him in the offseason. Soler got a little bit more of muscles, you know? Like you oh, he's see, got more muscles than Giancarlo? Yeah. Yeah, you can see, you can see, you can see a little bit more of the the fat. Can I, I don't know the fat of the muscle. I don't know if they're if this if he's fat or not. But Giancarlo is more cut and leaner. Uh. I don't know. I don't know how 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 to put it exactly. But Soleris feel like he got more like body comp. I think. Okay. Maybe maybe a body fat. Giancarlo is less. It's less body fat. Way less. That's mm-hmm. why he, he looks like he's he's skinny, you know, like he's, he's cut. Got it, got it. Did you? Uh, not, like, did, not like us, you know. No, no, definitely not. I mean, got a lot of me? baby fat still. I'm sorry, you need a shot at this. Yeah. What do you exactly. need? You need a shot at this right here. <laughs> well, today's rose rotation is presented to you by our friends over at Manscaped. That's right. We are approaching those summer months, so you want to get all cleaned up. You want to feel nice and refreshed, not only on top, but also south of the equator. Let Manscaped lend a helping hand and then some. All you have to do is follow a few easy steps. So here we go. Grab your handy-dandy lawnmower 4.0. It gives your boys the classic trim to your liking. Gets those loose hairs out of the way. Yeah. Then... The Crop Exfoliator. It is infused with ingredients that can soothe, clear, and keep the skin on and around your groin feeling refreshed, right? You don't want any bumps down there. You don't want to have like a little nick or cut. You're like, damn, that hurts. That's not what's going to happen here. Step three, get that crop gel. See where you're shaving with the unique clear shaving gel just for the groin. It's got four essential oils attached as well. And then, of course, it is time to shave. It is the Crop Shaver. It's designed for shaving the groin area with confidence. It's got three precision blades, including extra wide lubricating strips and a pivoting head for the ultimate groin grooming experience. So that is your four steps. It is very simple. It is very nice. It is the ultra smooth package from Manscaped. So here's what you do. You'll get 20% off and free shipping with the code word rose at manscaped.com. Once again, that is 20% off and free shipping with the code word rose at manscaped.com. So smooth yourself out. You'll be feeling great. And that someone special in your life will say thank you as well. When was, when, when was the last time you got a, like a upper body workout? Uh, I did one. Not, not, a, not like a yoga class or, or. No, 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 no. I, I lift, uh, I lift two to three times a week. Okay. I, yeah, I do one with a trainer. I do one on my own, and okay. I do one with my wife on the weekends. We do nice. uh, either Saturday or Sunday. We do a, a lift. What do you do? Like you do like a full full body workout? Or yes. Yeah. So you I never did. go. You never go like bice, uh, chest and biceps. No, I mean like it's a it's a full mix of things. Okay. So it will have you know, I don't like I don't have like a bench here, so I put a pad on the ground and I I push up my little you know thirty five pound dumbbells just to get enough in there. You yeah, know, just to get the blood pumping. Yeah. You you need to you need to go to a gym one day and rip those seventies. You know, hell no, <laughs> dude. I'd be tearing pecs left and right if I had to try to put up a seventy. The most I ever put up was uh, I put up a pair of sixty pound nice. dumbbells. Nice. And I did bench one time for one time in my life, just to say that I did it. Uh-huh. I did put up two twenty five one time. Two twenty five, huh? Yes. Nice. Good for you. Good for you, Chris. That was probably, uh, I'm going to say that was probably eight years ago I did it. Yeah. 
This is too late. It's too late. It's too late to start. What do you mean it's too late? It's too late to start like benching 225 uh, like every other day. You know, like I'm, you're not going to do that right now. We need is that what help. you do? No, no. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a baseball player, not a, not a guy who wants to go to a, <laughs> to a competition, a bodybuilder competition. Uh-huh. Just, is it hard like for you guys when you're playing every day? Like, do you still lift weights every day? Do you run every day? What do you do? Well, my my routine consists on on getting ready for the for I, I do a prep work for practice and I do a prep work for the game. And that contains a lot of exercises that I do that makes makes me do like back, core, shoulders, hip, and and some some lower body. But uh, with my prep, I do like two or three exercises for two sets, and I change those exercises every day. So I feel like I'm I'm actually not lifting weights, but I'm getting my body prepped for the for the day. And there there's days where let's say you're not playing that day, or it's a day game, and the next day is an off day. So after the game, I I work out. I actually do a a, a lift, and like a full body lift, where I squat, where I I bench where I like I pull some rows or something like that, you know. So that way I keep my body actually loose because that's what I wanted. I wanted to have my body loose, but at the same time keep the strength that I need to, you know, to hit my homers and and like throw the ball hard across the infield. That's kind of my routine, you know. Like I'm not a big lifting guy in season. Aren't you tired? Are you yeah. tired at this point in the season? I'm. I'm kind of. I'm kind of tired right now, but it's more it's more my legs than than anything else. Because you know, like you have to be on your legs a lot. Upper body, I feel fine, but uh, I mean, it's 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 hard to wake up, especially at days like today. We're we're not playing tomorrow. It's an off day, and you started like kind of like going to the finish line. And every time that you have an off day, that's kind of the finish line, because you know you're giving everything that you have at that moment. You enjoy the off day and then you you start over again. So yeah. I, I don't understand how some of you guys do it. I don't understand what the travel, particularly where you guys are, man. You know, it's you make these cross-country journeys and all that sort of stuff. Man. And you you see that we, we play 16 in a row before before this homestead. Uh we end up we ended up playing those games. Uh the last game was in Arizona. Uh, right. so 16 in a row, that was, that was kind of tough. And when you, when you play 16 in a row, I play like 15 of them, just one off day in the middle, one off day. And it's not even an off day because you have to go to the ballpark. You have to put your uniform on, you have to be on the bench waiting to see if someone's going to get hurt or whatever, you know, and you end up like going to the ballpark 16 in a row, not, not, not rest. Hey, you know, we uh, like to have a ton of fun around here at the Rose Rotation, but I want to talk to you about something serious. It's your declining testosterone levels. Now, most people don't want to talk about that. And yeah, I might look like a chiseled stud at age 51, but my T levels are going down. So you know what? I need a little help. I get Roman.com slash John Boy and off you go because testosterone is a huge, important part of a man's body and health. So it's important to start supporting yourself early. You take dietary supplements. It's a way to aid your body's natural function if you feel like diet and exercise aren't enough, and it's going to help men maintain their body's natural testosterone production. Here's the cool thing. 
Roman has in-house doctors that are always working on this formula, always tweaking things. So they've got ashwagandha that helps support healthy testosterone levels. It's got magnesium to support muscular health. It's got vitamin D, which is a fat soluble vitamin. It plays a role in bone health and supports several cellular processes and zinc. That's an important trace mineral in your body that plays a role in muscle development. So here's what you do. Get Roman.com slash John boy. You go do that today. If approved, you're going to get $15 off your first order of Roman T support. That is getroman.com slash John boy, get Roman.com slash John boy to get that important health support. We got a little special surprise for everybody. Oh, yeah. Yes. Your double play partner jazz has shown up. He joined yeah, us about a year ago, I think on, on this show. So I he's think, tuning uh, in, he's connecting right now. This is going to be good. He's joining us from Jazz's iPad in case everybody's curious. <laughs> yeah. How's my guy doing? He looks oh, like he's God. having fun this year. Jazz, Jazz has been our, our uh, half, a month and a half MVP so far. He's, uh, he's so. Been, yeah, he's been carrying the team. Uh, what he's been doing since, since the beginning of the year where, I mean, uh, Man, I'm proud of this guy because of the situations that, that he got put on early in the year. He he was sitting in the bottom of the lineup. Maybe, you know, like team was a little bit like they, they thought the team was going to be, you know, more balanced with Soler mm -hmm. at the tops at the top of the lineup. And that didn't work out really well. And, and we we actually made the transition to Jazz being the leadoff guy. And he's been he's been dealing with with that really well. And. Like I say, he's been our MVP so far. That's good. Well, I think he's connected. So let's see. He'll have to unmute himself and then do the old video thing. There he is. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Jazz, how you been, man? I'm good. How you guys doing? We're doing great. We're doing great. So I want to fill you in on something. We were talking mm -hmm. about Albert Pujols getting a chance to pitch against the Giants the other night, which was awesome for baseball. And Miggy's like, man, I bothered Donnie like 50 times. Give me the scouting report whenever Miggy is going to get out there because it'll happen before he retires. <laughs> what are we going to see on the mound? Oof, man, you might see his little noodles arm out there. You know, <laughs> he's going to throw the change up a lot. <laughs> he loves his change up. He likes it. Yeah. He might throw a little cutter now and then. You never know. The little floater. I wish he goes underhand, though. He got to throw one underhand. <laughs> Yeah, I told you, Chris. I told you I'm not gonna be easy to uh to to deceive that right there. I'm gonna be throwing, <laughs> I throw gonna be throwing my change up. You know, my fastball is not gonna reach out because I got a noodles arm, but the noodles. <laughs> but uh yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be featuring a lot of pitches. Hey Jazz, so what do we got working? Uh what's what's the hair looking like these days? Oh, uh, it's blue right now. I'm actually about to take this out. I just didn't want to look crazy on camera, so I'm waiting until we're done with the podcast to take this out. Why? You good? What? What? So what's next? We'll see. It's still gonna be blue, but I'm gonna just do a different hairstyle. Okay. All right. So I think you've become one of the most exciting players in baseball. Like we knew that you had something special last year working, but now it seems like you've taken it to a different stratosphere. What, in your opinion? is the difference between swaggy and cocky. Mm. Is there a difference? There's a lot of similarities. I feel like there's a lot of similarities, but I feel like 
being cocky is more of like arrogance. You know, like there's an arrogant thing behind it. Like, but I feel like being swaggy is just like you just enjoying it and having fun and being yourself. Like, there's no matter in it. So, like with me, I feel like I'm swaggy. Like, I'm just out there having fun and like I don't really care. You know, like I'm just out there having fun in my own mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm out there enjoying the game every second of it and doing what I like to do. And I feel like being cocky is more of a, like, you're just, like, more of, like, I don't, like, a real, like, I don't care and not in a fun way, you know? It's just, like, I don't care. I'm just here because I can be type thing. Miggy, do you think that that guys mistake Jazz's, you know, whether it's the Euro step on the home run or something else, or do you think people have accepted it now that just, hey, that's just jazz? I mean, it's, it's, it's a, the, the thing is a process, you know, in the big leagues, you, you're going to face a lot of guys uh, being like, like we was talking about the, the being in the mindset of the old school for so long. And there we, we got so many like young, young stars right now in the game that are doing their own thing without like getting on, on the opposition kind of, you know, way, you know, if, if, if just want to do a narrow step every time he hit a home run without like, like disrespecting anybody in the other dugout or, or disrespecting the, the, the teammates or, or anybody over there, why it have to be like miss missing, you know, that's what I, that's what I feel like. He's going to enjoy the game. As soon as he start like doing something that he kind of crossing the line on some people, they're going to let him, let him know, you know, they're going to be like, Maybe getting a hit by pitch here and there, or or maybe it's gonna have a gonna have a tough conversation with a veteran in the other club because Jazz is a guy who likes to talk and have a good relationship with the with the other team. And I'm pretty sure if he's doing something that is kind of disrespecting the others, they're gonna talk to him. You know, they're not gonna let him be just just a clown out there. And we we're not gonna let him be that kind of guy. But I, I mean, one one of the things that he always say. I'm going to enjoy my life, bro. And, and I'm just going to enjoy playing the game and hey, be you, man, because uh, we need that. And with a guy like you, we're better. So that's, that's what, that's what I always say. That sounds about right. Uh, Jazz, you know, you've made it when you have little kids that are popping chains, showing up with your t-shirt on. And I <laughs> loved seeing, I think that was out in Anaheim maybe earlier this mm-hmm. year. Yeah. When you, when you saw that kid and you brought him onto the field, man, do you know? I mean, you changed that. You might have changed that kid's entire life. You might have given him a confidence boost. Like, look at him. I mean, yeah. Like he came. I saw his sign during BP, and it was uh, the sign said, "How you like my chain?" It was one sign that said, "How you like my chain?" And like, and I came all the way from. I can't remember exactly where he came from to see me play. But the other one that the the one that caught my attention was how you how you like my chain, and I saw the chain and I was like, man, like that's a swaggy chain, like you know what I mean, like and he was wearing the jersey backwards and everything, like he was just being himself and having fun and like enjoying the time out there. So I was like, wow, like, like that's just cool to me to see someone do all that, you know, just to come see me play. Was that the uh, was that the same trip that Charlie Sheen? Yeah. Dude, he had his own jazz t-shirt. Yeah, the smooth jazz t-shirt. It's funny because he told me that he sent his kids to school and that was last year when they first came out. 
dude, that's nice. Yeah. I love it. I remember it. I was talking to him last year and he said that he said Fine. things to school in it. I didn't even notice the S as the jazz note. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's nice. That is fresh. It's, right. it's fun, man. It's fun because, uh, I mean, we, we're getting all this attention just because of, you know, the way jazz play, you know, yep. and that's amazing. You know, I, we're getting we're getting superstars in, in different different things of, of life, you know, like not just uh, baseball players paying attention to to what he's doing. We're, we're seeing actors, we're seeing singers and and yeah. like all of a sudden we're going to see my, the Marlins Park pack of stars. Just because of, you know the way that that, that he, he plays every day, and hopefully, uh, hopefully we can continue to do that because it's fun when we see a lot of a lot of fans, right? Yeah, it's super fun seeing all the fans and all the stars come out. Like I, I really enjoy that. Like when I see someone in the crowd, and I'd be like, "Oh, that's dope!" Like they came out to watch the game, and then you go and look on Instagram or something, and they tag you in something, and you'd be like, "Wow." Like, that person just tagged me in this and I used to watch them on TV or I listened to their music. So it's pretty cool. Really cool. Who's the one, who's the one that you've kind of been starstruck around? Is there somebody? I haven't been starstruck yet. I would say not like, as in like someone came to the game that I didn't know was coming to the game mm -hmm. and I've gotten starstruck. I've had, that hasn't happened yet. So hopefully it does happen soon. Well, you know where the All-Star game is this year? And I'm there. <laughs> right, Miggy? Right. Uh, we, was talking, we was talking about this last night. Uh, it, was a, it was a pitching change in the middle of the inning, you know? And you kind of know where you are, you know? Like, I mean, you have an opportunity to be on an All-Star this year, like Jazz it is right now. I'm probably going to be hanging out in Bahamas. I told him, hey, you know what? We have a three days, uh, three days break because uh, we're gonna have to come back and play the, the the Rangers, one of the makeup games, the last day. But I say, hey, yes, I'm in Bahamas. You know, I'm I'm coming to your place. I'm, I'm you better hook me up there with uh, the like good places to eat or something like that. And I, and I say, you're not going there because you're gonna be playing in LA. And he say, yeah, I'm there. I'm there if they if they want me. You know. And I say, no, fuck no. You you're gonna be playing in LA. You know, that's gonna be the goal. And, yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. Well, how important is it for you to make that? Very. Like, I want to make the All-Star team just because I, like, I know how much work I put in. You know what I mean? Like, and I already, like, how many Hall of Famers do you know without an All-Star game that hasn't been to the All-Star game? Not any. So I want to start it now. Start, start the streak now. And to have it in L.A., that wouldn't be bad. First You'd one be... in L.A.? Man. I might have to be your chaperone since this is where I live. I mean, I'm going to have to be in charge of making sure that you get in and, you know, you know, <laughs> that you make me. curfew and stuff like that. There's a curfew? I'm kidding. <laughs> Come on, dude. This is L.A. <laughs> I'm about to say we're in the big leagues. <laughs> that's going to be hard to, uh, to do, Rosie. A, a curfew in the big leagues. That's going to be... That's gonna be very tough. hard. All right, I have a question. But, hey, let's let's keep it let's keep it as a goal. We we still we still have to play another month and a half. There you go. Have to play on the same level. Have to right. play on the same level and fucking you know like compete on Sunday and and continue to win games. Uh, you're gonna be in the All Star break if if our team is over 500 and and playing really good. Trust me, yeah. because you're gonna be you're, you're gonna be. Winning. 
for sure. All right. I like that. Good captain speech. Um, Jazz, what's the bigger number? Your number of gloves that you have or the number of shoes Miggy has in his locker? Ooh. That's a close one. Honestly. Yeah. I think that's close. Like, that's close. Like, I think Miggy might have more more shoes than I have gloves. Yeah. Mate, huh? How many shoes you got in your locker? Like four. Well, right, right now in my locker, I have like eleven. I don't, I don't think I can fit that many shoes in my locker because it's. Yeah, a, it's a, I have like a I have too. I have like eleven or twelve. There you well. go. Yeah. So I would say gloves then, because I definitely have over twelve gloves. All right, so we've got the whole ice cream thing working with yeah. the gloves. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? I mean, does somebody get to help you design that? What is it? My favorite. Well, let's just say I make it to LA. You guys will see my main design. What does that mean? Oh, that's that's breaking news right here. Breaking news on, here on the Chris Rose rotation. Okay, so out of the ones that you have displayed already, do you have a favorite flavor? The the blue one. I love the blue one. And what is that called? It's the it's the push and pee. It's called the push and pee ice cream glove <laughs> because it's blue. <laughs> The Push and Pee Blueberry Ice Cream Glove. Like, do other guys want to borrow it because they look so good? I mean, everybody has to use what a lot of guys in the big leagues are signing to companies, so they can't really go out there and use different gloves. Yeah. So, but I mean, I think Luke Weaver uses them, but he has the Holy Bible one that we make. But nobody even realized it, though. He'll be back this year, and you guys will see it, though. We made him a Holy Bible glove. Seriously? Mm-hmm. The glove looks like a Bible. It's sick. Yeah, it's sick. Okay. That's what, he wanted to go with that design. Uh, but and he and we just I don't they did a great job on it. Yeah. I could say that. It's an amazing glove. I can't wait till you guys see it, honestly. Nice. I love it. You, you better bust it out here on the Rose Rotation. I want to oh, see yeah. that thing. You send us yeah. a photo. I got you. All right. Um, There's been a lot of talk, guys, about the baseball being dead. I know, Jazz, you're going to hate me for this, but you hit a ball on the West Coast. I forget if it was San Diego or Arizona or whatever. Dude, by the expression on your face, you thought it was 15 rows deep. Oh, man. What happened? Well, I had two that game. (laughs) I had my first at bat that game. I hit the ball 108 to left center field. And it was caught at the warning track. And then my last at bat that game, I hit a ball 103, caught at the warning track, right center field. And I was like, I don't think I can hit a baseball better than those two balls I just hit today. You know, like off of, and all of them are like change ups and splitters. You know what I mean? Like, you, Darvis, is pitching. Like, it's already hard enough to hit a baseball. You know what I mean? So to decrease the ball flight and not get rewarded for when you do barrel up a ball is hard. Miggy, did you have to go talk to him afterward? Yeah, well, not, not really because uh, it gave when, me a hug. <laughs> when, when, yeah, when things when things like that happen, I mean, you like you say, you have to get rewarded. Maybe not a homer, but at least a double. You know, like a double. Maybe a ball one away. You know how hard it is to hit a ball. I, I don't think I have hit a ball. Like in the air like that, a 108 yet in my career, you know, like it's hard 
to do things like what jazz does, what Soler do. And Soler the other day hit a, a ball here at 107 to the, to the right center field. And the right center field wasn't even in the warning track. He catch the ball like on, yeah. the, on, the, on the artificial yeah. graph that we have. And I mean, it, it blows your mind because uh, when you hit a ball like that, you have to get rewarded, you know, not just oh. with uh, like analytic numbers, but for yourself. Just hit a ball last night, left center, and the guy kind of back it up on the ball. Like he was, he was going to the wall and then came back and catch it like almost in the warning track. Because yeah, he mean, was on the warning he track. He was in the warning track. And I, we don't know what's going on. I mean, <laughs> that's something that is kind of weird because in 19, those walls were like, over like on the second in on the second deck now it's, it's not wow. like that it's hard man it's hard yeah, it makes me want to cry sometimes all right well, well i don't want to make you cry man. the ball feel different does the ball feel different in your hands or no can you guys tell yeah you can tell you can tell the, when the ball changes like you can feel the laces on them they're a little bit thicker like it's yeah. a little bit like bigger bulkier mm -hmm. like not bigger as that but like the laces are bigger for sure maybe what, what this is my take on this maybe they're not changing the ball on purpose but they, that where they make it they're not making it the same they're right. not i they're not tying the ball the same because i remember when i got to the big leagues i know it was a long time ago in 2014 you can Dang. feel the difference between a, a regular baseball that in the minor leagues in double a and triple a mm -hmm. where i play the scenes were huge on the ball when mm -hmm. I got to the big leagues, I feel like the ball, I need to put Pintan on my glove to be able to grab this ball grab because ball. it was like literally no seams on the ball. The seams were too tight that feels like it was part of the baseball. Now, the seams are like, are huge. And you High see school. balls that kind of hurting people's finger. Pitchers. I got one on my finger now. Yeah. See that? Ooh. That's just from throwing the baseball? From, That's from, from throwing only. That That's baseball. not even swinging. And I that's, play infield. I think that's the difference. I, I I don't I don't think that's is is like really they want to change the ball. I think it's just the 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 company that they're not making the same baseball. You know, they're not tying it like the same. They need to tie that down. I remember that though when I was in 2018. I think I went to the fall league and we used big league baseballs, bro. And like my first like four days of like going to practice for 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 the fall league with those balls, I couldn't throw a ball straight to first base for my, to save my life. Like the ball was so tight and like no laces. I was like, wow. And it was easier to throw too. Like you throw it and it was going like, now I got to really like try to focus on like backspinning a ball over there. Cause any little sudden movement, the ball is going to go somewhere. Wow. Interesting. Um, I want to ask you guys one other thing, then we'll spin the wheel and let you guys get ready for the nationals. Um, I know it wasn't, this isn't a great thing in San Diego. Unfortunately, you lost on a walk-off to Jorge Alfaro, who was your teammate. And now he's got the most luscious hair going. Like when he and Manaya are the battery, it's like beauty hair or something. What a hair. What a hair day. Okay. That's a flow. <laughs> when a guy like that, who you've played with and are friendly with, hits a walk-off homer, do you say anything as he's rounding the bases? Do you motherfuck him? What, do you, what happens? 100% I did. Did you? Oh man, I was so mad. I I know he's a friend of mine, but at the same time, I really hate losing. <laughs> like, 
when it, especially on a walk-off. Like, if you walk me off the field, I'm heated. Like, I don't care if I went four for four that day. I don't care if I hit a homer that day. But when you walk me off, like, I am, like, in flares of flames. I'm mad. So, like, I don't care who you are. You could be my twin brother around the bases. I want to beat you up at that point if you're my twin brother. But, like, I was mad. Happy for him after, but mad. Like, good to see you doing well, but still mad that you just did that to us. Miggy? Yeah, man, one pitch away from winning the game. And right. at the time, we was, we was like, in, a, in this stretch where we could have even up the series there, you know? That was a bummer mm -hmm. because it was a, it was a fly day, you know? Like, we was going to Arizona. We was feeling pretty good. Up two in the nine. He could have popped the ball up, you know, in another situation. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I mean, a, a lot of emotions going through my head at that point. Feel bad about Solzer that was pitching that day. He mm -hmm. got the opportunity to close the game. I feel bad about him. I wasn't really focused on, on Jorge. I mean, he hit the ball and I knew it was a homer. I mean, happy for him at the end. But uh, at the end of the day, I was focusing on how, how bad Solzer have to be feeling right now, you know? to hang that slider right there. So, I mean, nothing else than move on, get a drink, and jump on the <laughs> bus, and, hey, you know? We already heard your drink story earlier in the show. <laughs> I don't want to go back to that. Jazz, Did I miss the drink story? Oh, yeah. Do you know that my man, at his wedding, got so drunk, he spent the entire night throwing up? Dang. Upsetting. That's yeah. upsetting. But I, 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 had a, I had a great time, you know? I had a great time. I... I, I was I, on the mic. I was on, on the wedding. I was on the mic. I could see it. I <laughs> could see it for sure. And after that, I went I went home. I threw up the rest of the night. Man, I'm not going to lie. I feel like me, when I have my wedding, probably at 40, <laughs> that's going to be me. Like, bro, you I'm going to enjoy to. it. I you have to. You to have to throw up. I might be party. too at the same time. It just, I'm going to be the DJ, everything at the wedding. It's going to be fun. <laughs> I can't wait. All right, let's spin the wheel to see what shots we're going to do when we're together in L.A. for the All-Star game. Actually, what? no, that's not it. Oh. Let's see here. Meet and greet. Meet and greet. Ooh. How'd you meet the uh, that someone special in your life? Miggy, where'd you meet your wife? Uh, uh, I, 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 so I start. I I I meet my wife in a in a baseball game in in Caracas, Venezuela. It was in a baseball game. Uh, she was there, and um, I got the opportunity to see her on, on the stands with her with her family. Ooh. And we got to meet up after the game, like uh, not not the same day, but in a couple of days from from that. So baseball has given me almost everything in my life. That's pretty good. Yep. I don't want to pry too much into Jazz's life. I don't know where he yeah, is with the... Uh... I don't have one of those. Okay, so I'm going to get you a different one. Opening yeah. wage. What was your first paid job? Baseball. <laughs> you didn't do anything growing up? Mm -mm. Not like working-wise. I never worked. I never even caught a bus. Not in the Bahamas, at least. No. But, uh, never. Still haven't caught in a bus. Like, my grandparents was really strict on stuff like that. And, like, they didn't want me to work. They wanted me to focus on school. They wanted me to focus on whatever I wanted to do in life. So I was basically, like, gym, school. And, I honestly, I was doing every sport in school. So 
I didn't have time to work. So I was just focusing on that stuff. Like, honestly, it's okay. That's it's a good answer. I like that. Oh, You're yeah. working on your Nine Euro step celebration. <laughs> yeah. What was your first job, Rosie? My first job, I was very fortunate. I was a ball boy for the Cleveland Browns. Wow. Yeah, yeah that How was old? a good one. I was uh, in between my junior and senior year in high school. So you were part of the the what was the oh no Waterboy was in the Cleveland Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> this, and by the way, this is when the I'm so old. The Browns were actually good when I was growing up. They were, Ooh. yeah, they were legit. Like every year, competing for the. Super Bowl. They never made it, but they made it the AFC Championship three times in four years. They were really good, and so that, I was around my to? heroes growing up. Who were they losing to? The Bears? No, the Broncos. John Elway. Oof. Yeah, yeah all three of those years, the Broncos got them, preventing them Oof. from going to the Super Bowl. Wow, it's tough one. Yeah, it's okay. I'll be all right, guys. Don't worry about me. Uh, Jazz, <laughs> I really appreciate you hanging out with us a little bit. It's good of to course, catch up, and hopefully. Course. Hopefully, I'll see you in mid-July out in Los Angeles, if you know what I mean. Not hopefully. You will. See, I, that's what I like. That's what I like. You I will say, see you in Los you. Angeles in mid-July. And that's when Miggy's going to take his family down to your crib in the Bahamas, and you're going to get all set up. I got him. Free hotel. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the best I love it. Hey, Miggy, good catching up with you. We'll do this again in the next few weeks in the month of June, if that's all right. For sure, my brother. Thank you again. And hi to all the people that is being welcome me on the on the stadiums. Uh, keep enjoying the, the Rose rotation we're doing just for you guys. And thank you for all the fans that, uh, that are the ballparks and tell me like they enjoy me on the Rose rotation. I always keep you on my heart. I hear you. I hear you. Special shout out to our producer extraordinaire, the one and only Robbie Scirocco, for the Marlins double play combination of Miguel Rojas and Jazz Chisholm, whom we will see at the All-Star Game in Los Angeles. I'm Chris Rose. We'll catch you next time on the Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.